Hey, Joe. Hey, Scott. Got sweat dripping down your head Cause your body's working overtime Body talk, body talk I don't want you to listen to my body talk <laughs> Luckily, there's no more words to this song But body talk, body, body talk, talk, body talk Everybody listen to my body talk <laughs> It's my new favorite song Now it's garbage. another movie night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are Just Another Movie Night, and I am Scott, and with me is my Toxic Avenger. Wow, I'm toxic? Damn. Damn. You're the Avenger of the toxicity. Okay. Yes. Or some shit like that. Joe! I, I avenge people from toxicity. That's what I do. Or, or I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it, because I, whatever. But, Joe! That's you. It's me. And uh, today, the reason we brought up Toxic Avenging is because we're talking trash. Talking trash. Wait, You're wait, a trash avenger. Talking trash, as Mr. Toxie would say. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Let me move this for you. <laughs> um, Yeah, and if we didn't already uh, spoil what we're doing today, we are talking about... The Toxic Avenger. Lloyd Kaufman's 16th film, if you count all of his pornos. Oh my goodness. Pornos including the movies The Newcomers, Less Nymphos Teens, what? My Sex Rated Wife, and Fur Trap. My Sex Rated Wife. <laughs> That's if you oh also God. include all of his aliases, like David Stitt, David Sitt, H.P. Spider, oh my Louis Sue, and Samuel Well, which he directed this movie under. Oh. So yeah, 1984's Toxic Avenger. Wow. I, I'm still stuck on, what is it? The fur? The fur? The what? What was the name of the porno? Oh, there's a lot of them. Fur trap. <laughs> the fur trap. <laughs> I like the newcomer. The newcomers. Oh my god. Less nympho teen. I don't even know what that even means. Yeah, I, these are some and of his sounds, pornos. It sounds like it. It should be probably against the law. We're talking about Lloyd Kaufman, the legendary director, writer, and creator of Troma Productions. And this movie we're talking about today, The Toxic Avenger. So, yeah, I mean, okay. I saw this in my teens, if you can imagine that. Wow, you also, must have been reeling. What from we this. watched today was actually the uncut version of this movie. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, a little less gratuitous on the violence when mm. I was a kid. And also, I saw. I think I saw even more of a cut 
when I was young. Um, I think I saw this on like USA Up All Night. Oh, Rhonda Shear. Yeah. So it was heavily edited. Yeah. But when I saw this insanity as a teenager, it blew my mind. Uh, I I hadn't seen anything like it before. I mean, I can see, like, if I had watched this as a teenager, it would blow my mind, too. I mean, it blew my mind as an adult. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, yeah, so I just wanted a place where I have seen it before we get to what, how it connects with you. Uh, yeah, I, I just, just to add to that, you couldn't see movies like this. I, I mean, you would have to rent them. Mm-hmm. And they all have age restrictions at the time. And I would have to get my mother to rent it for me. So when I saw this at late at night, snuck it on TV, it, it was like, oh, my God, I'm seeing something I'm not supposed to see. Yeah, it didn't really get you excited. That's exactly why it's I always had this kind of love for Lloyd Kaufman and trauma in general, like just we start as I got older, started renting everything I could at the video store. Yeah. You know, you would go, this was before, um, especially at video stores where, you know, Blockbuster was editing mm-hmm. their videos, which is to, to me still mind blowingly. I just think it's terrible to edit art. And, and, and it's kind of funny to say toxic Avenger and art in the same sentence, but <laughs> it's just this punk rock thing. This, you know, if there, if there is punk rock in filmmaking, Lloyd Kaufman. That's true. You got to give it to him because he, yeah. you can just see that they were just doing everything low budget and just insane, going out of their way, going over the top, doing crazy, crazy things. So that brings me to you. You had never seen this movie before. I've never seen this movie, which is shocking because, I mean, we've been in Lloyd Kaufman's actual presence. We've met we've him. We've met him. He invited um, us out. He invited us, yeah, to hang out. It was crazy. But we like, felt weird about it. I felt weird because I was like, okay, is this going to be like a sleaze party? I didn't know what to expect, so I was like, I don't know if we're going to make that after party, the spooky empire after party. It was it was awkward. It, it was weird. It's like a pool party or something, and everyone was going to be like just wasted and probably naked, which probably would have been a blast. But we also had our nephew with us, I think, at this time. It might have been one of those times. And I was like, okay, well, we're we not. We did. We had our younger nephew yeah. and also and his girlfriend. And yeah. we also felt like we needed tetanus shots <laughs> because everybody in this this group we were talking to <laughs> just made me feel very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I mean, there was like just nipples. And I mean, there was just. I mean, there was a her- probably a herp or two in the, in the lot. Maybe. There's a lot of like. Um, I, I don't want to be rude by saying this, but th- th- it was very uncomfortable to be around uh, some of those people from, you know, trauma. They they were just, uh, they're very carefree and fun-loving and yes. and cool people. But it also seems welcoming. like, yeah, very welcoming, you know. But back then, uh, I, w- I was not, um, I, w- I was a little skeptical of, of, of that whole scene. Yeah. Like, what, what does this pool party uh, entail and like what do we have to do at this pool party am I gonna have to like you know free the girls and like run around in a bikini and no we're not doing that so we end up not going which yeah. I kind of regret now we, we, I, we regret it let's just say that <laughs> we really regret what this insanity would have been yeah. 
And was this another possible occasion that we could have found ourselves in a bad movie? I mean, okay, here's the thing. If we had actually gone to that party and I had spoken to any of the people that worked for Troma and became cool with them and they asked me to be in one of their movies, I would absolutely do it. Yeah, of course, but, I wouldn't have... I, there's no nudity for me involved. But, but they... Come on. The, um, do they know. really want anybody without the nudity? Well, no. But I was still married. Yeah. <laughs> So I couldn't, you know, do that. But who just, knows? Just being one of the onlookers in one of the scenes that does like a funny face, I would have been yeah. the, I would have been on board. I would have done it for free. For free. Yeah. Just what do you guys need me to do? Craft service table? You want me to run it? I, whatever you guys need. <laughs> you want me, just, to run for, want me to run for coffee? I'll yeah, do that. Just put me in this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one day we're going to have to talk about the other almost possible being in a bad movie. Okay, we'll, we'll I don't get want to, to that discuss if we that ever now. discuss that person. Yeah. Well, that's gonna that's a crazy one too. We have some weird things that happened to us. Yes. Over our our time being together. <laughs> uh, so here it is. You, I, I showed, uh, I, I sprung it on you that we were going to do all the Toxic Avenger movies this month. I couldn't. Which, be by more the way, excited. Happy New Year, everybody. This yes. is a 2024, <laughs> and what other way to start the new year? With the 84 movie Toxic Avenger. I mean, nothing says 2024 like a movie about toxic waste and fighting. Right? I know. Fighting bullies. And then this year we have a new Toxic Avenger coming out, right? I mean, Well, that's the thing. Where is that movie? What is going on with that movie? It has been screened. People have seen it. It opened mm -hmm. up a festival. And now it's disappeared. I would really love if at the end of this month we actually finally get to see that movie and review it on top of these movies. That'd be great. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do this this whole month for January. We're going to do all the Toxic Avenger films. And since there's five weeks in January, we're also going to do Sergeant Kabuki Man, which is another one of Lloyd Kaufman's trauma movies that connects into the last Toxic Avenger Which movie. is one I think I bought from him, didn't I? At... at Spooky Empire? I thought I no that during one. the pandemic you uh, randomly bought movies to do on the podcast and we didn't get to half of them. That's right. It was four dollars on Amazon. Yeah, and you I just found it. it one day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, yeah. So Is that yours or mine? You hear that? It ended whatever you did. Okay, so that was my microphone. Sorry. That was a new sound I've never heard before. So, yeah, I mean, so we're doing, we're going to plan to do all these movies. And I really love that. I'm not going to lie. I've only seen the first one. Oh, okay. Amazing. So I've never seen these films. It's always been this really weird thing that I I never found in the video stores the sequels. Or there was just a really strange reason why I never rented all of them. Instead, I rented all these other ones. Which is going to be funny that we're going to get into the series and... The trauma famous people like James Gunn is going to start popping up in these things. Oh my God, I can't wait. And uh, that's really crazy. But I had seen James Gunn's Tromeo and Juliet mm -hmm. that Troma put out. I had seen that movie he directed. And I had seen other movies like Redneck Zombies and all that kind of stuff that, that they had put out. And it's so weird that the ones I had never seen are these movies. Mm -hmm. And that Sergeant Kabuki Man, which is like their kind of their staple their mascots yeah it's so strange too because like i mean especially for me because i love all the weird ones i love all the strange 
like obscure weird things where it's just like you know sluts and guns and you know this i mean <laughs> i guess there's two things we definitely need to say right off the bat this movie is extremely offensive Yes. Okay. Yeah. This movie is very offensive. Like yeah. I, I laughed at a lot of scenes, but then they would hit you out of nowhere with some really foul stuff. Yeah. And for the time, I guess, 1984, they didn't really have the same you well, know, thoughts. About this is that time period where people were really making fun of themselves or making fun of each other. And it, there was kind of like that idea that that was okay. And now I think we hit a time where, no, it, it offends people. And mm-hmm. so we're not going to do those kind of jokes anymore. Um, but there was a time period where people really embraced that that kind of culture. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some movies from that time that I watched uh, that now, no way in hell. I uh, mean, no. Look at the movies from the 80s. Okay, first of all, you know that I love that decade. That is my favorite decade for movies. Yeah. Especially the year 1985. But... There are so many movies out there from 1985 and, you know, the 1980s in general that you literally cannot watch and and say that you like anymore. Which is so odd because, like, uh, They Call Me Bruce and uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, which I I think was one of the funniest movies ever. Uh, Yeah, but movies like Soul Man, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Some of these movies are so insane. Yeah. Even when they came out, people thought they were like, that's too lowbrow. It's too much, yeah. Yeah. And and so it's kind of it's kind of it's it's a double edged sword. You you kind of like sometimes you want to laugh, and then sometimes you're like, oh my god, like facepalm. It's and, a, yeah. There's a lot of facepalms in this movie. Yeah, there's a couple moments where, in particular, some of them are funny, and then some of them are like, oh my god. I, I think one in particular, just the name, is probably when he does an Asian accent for out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, uh, it's very very all of a sudden, and it's just. Off-putting. Yeah. Oh, a no dicky, a no washy. It feels really wrong, and but that's the thing about this movie. Everything feels wrong. The whole entire movie. Like, I'm not gonna lie. If you could videotape my reactions, it would probably be like it. It would be very popular on the internet if you could see if there's a hidden camera in our house because I literally had my mouth hanging open throughout the whole movie, and I, I think I had my my hands like. Uh, you know, my my face was in my hands the whole entire movie because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There was a lot of that in this. Yeah, I, I mean, like even the cast had problems with the movie because, well, one actor in particular in this film, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, which is probably the most famous person in the film. I think that, uh, well, besides apparently Marissa Tomei runs in out of the shower in I this movie when she was eighteen her. years old. People have pointed her out and seen it. Uh, we didn't catch it. So no, we're going to have to look on YouTube and see if we can find her. I have I don't not recall. seen this, but yeah, apparently she was on set. Um, but this Patrick Kilpatrick actor, he, he's been in so much. He's always a bad guy. He famously did the scene in this movie where he storms a, a Mexican restaurant with a shotgun. And he uh, really did not like pointing a shotgun at a baby. Okay, that's and one so of the things, yeah. he walked off after he finished doing this. He didn't want to have anything else to do with it. But... He's in it pretty long, so I I don't know how much of that could be possible. Uh, but one of my favorite trivia's about this film is that Vincent D'Onofrio, the mm-hmm. amazing Vincent D'Onofrio, who has worked for Troma a few times, actually was casted in this movie, but then asked for a little bit of a raise, 
and they fired him. Oh, I mean, th- I'm sure that no one's getting really highly paid for this. So how dare you ask know, for right? a raise? Come on. But I would do this movie for free as long as I didn't have to show my, my boobs. Well, I mean, some of these people were trying to get a, a like buy, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, the New Jersey classic. I mean, I'm sorry. Tromaville classic it's superhero Tromaville. movie. Tromaville, get yeah. it right. Uh, and so, uh, what we do on talking trash is so we kind of talk out the plots and we discuss the craziness of it and give our spoilers and then try to give a little bit of a review. So let's jump into this insanity. And I really loved. There were so many times that I turned around because I was uh, sitting on the floor. And you were sitting behind me, and uh, I just kept looking up at you to see your reactions. And almost every moment, you had your hands over your mouth. I just couldn't shock. believe it. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I've seen, we've seen some sleazy, obscure, weird, like just uh, shocking films. Because, you know, Bad Movie Night, we watch some real trash. But um, this one, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And I think it purposely is trying to offend, and it is purposely trying to get it because i think it was trying to be and i think that's the thing with lloyd kaufman in particular he's trying to be subversive mm-hmm. and i i think the story about this movie was that he apparently was on the set of rocky and saw the movie and it was like wow i want to do this i want to make my own rocky and then he was like you know what though what if i turn my idea into a horror movie I so he kind of like made the Toxic Avenger around this idea. And there's many jokes throughout this movie that are definite references. Yeah. Of course, this took many, many years to get done. And they say that this was like their most successful film, which is kind of nuts because I think they followed this film with uh, uh, the class of Newcomb High, which is also kind of popular. He's got some really cult classics and people, he's made a career of this. I think he's got like a thousand credits. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he's really done. He's done a lot. He's like Roger Corman of the Sleaze really, <laughs> yeah, the real sleaze, you know? Yeah. I mean, he even gave Trey Parker and Matt Stone their start. Yeah, you know, yeah, he pre- Cannibal the Musical. He put out their actual movie from, they made a student film, and he he put it out. He released it for them. Yeah. Um, they, Which we've referenced in our prior podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, you definitely should check that movie out. Yeah. It is of musicals. It's insane, and it also has the best audio audio commentary ever. They're it, drunk yes. and stoned, and they're trash talking everybody. It's great. It's it's wild. Uh, but yeah, so this movie starts in the most insane way as possible. I mean, this movie, scene after scene, is disgusting as all hell. It really is. I mean, it's just. Yeah, from from start to finish. It's gross. It starts with our opening theme of body talk. And it does not get, it doesn't let up for at least six minutes straight. It's such a great tune. Yeah. Body talk goes on for a while while we're watching people in a gym called the Troma Gym. Or the Troma... (laughs) Tromaville Gym. But you know what? The best thing about this gym is that it says... um, like I think it was like personal training sessions, two for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the it, oh. <laughs> the, this the cast of characters in this gym is just wild. None it, of these people would. I mean, they don't mesh. They're they're so different. They're all so different. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, it's 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 wild. They got everybody. This is like that speed bus where everybody's on that speed bus. Like they have like just everybody from every walk of life in yeah. this gym, and that's exactly what it's going on. And we get shots after shots that are bordering offensive, boring in bordering sanity and porn. Right? It's just like all over the place. Like you either have shots of a girl's crotch or boobs, or you have a. Uh, uh, two gay men flaunting over another guy or another guy's muscles as he's pushing a guy out of the way. Or, yeah, but it's know. not just the women either. They literally hone in on the guy's junk oh, yeah, with their little ball hammock shorts that they wear back in 1984. And their their balls are about to fall out, but they zoom in on the crotch as they're lifting weights. It's just bonkers. It it's is. Just, it's insane. But at least they don't discriminate, you know? At least they everyone is doing the sleeves part, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's not just the, you know, the the naked women and, you know, all that. And that's where we meet our, ma- our, our, like, beginning cast of characters, which isn't even Toxic Avenger. It isn't even the character who is the Toxic Avenger. We automatically start with a couple, two couples... All right, they're in a hot tub, and there's these two guys and their two girlfriends. I don't remember their names at all. I mean, I, I was just so concerned they're with the guy insane. that looked like Corey Feldman. He looked exactly like Corey Feldman. One looks like like a, a, a like a different version of James Gunn. I could swear <laughs> it was like a James Gunn's family member, and that's how they met. Not. I see James Gunn every time they do it. It's like he, <laughs> James Gunn acting, overacting. Uh, their names are amazing. They they have the best names. They're all like psycho and things like that but that's th- not that it's one worse. of them is like isn't it oh one oh the main guy that looks like james gunn or you think looks like james gunn is named bozo bozo and the, and other, the other one is slug. slug yeah i cannot but they they you know they have their two um girls they each have a girl and so the four of them are they're in the hot tub and i mean it's just it's so weird too because you notice that like the hot tub is right by the pool and everyone is literally around the pool, but no one's in it. <laughs> yeah. And everybody seems to be working out around the pool. Yeah. And <laughs> they're not, there's like so much equipment around the pool. You just feel like you're going to get a disease just sitting yes. here watching this movie. Like someone's going to get the clap. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And, <laughs> and the guy who I say is a slug, the, the guy that looks like James Gunn, he does this thing where he keeps opening his eyes and screaming like he's like i need to do something now and something has to happen but what he can't stop staring at is the janitor that works at this place whose name is melvin ferd the third He's stressing me, Julie. He is stressing me. Oh, Bozo. I can't take it, Julie. I cannot take it. He is screwing up my karma. Ah! I'm stressed. See what you did, you idiot. See what you did. You stressed Bozo. I'm sorry, Julie. I, I didn't mean to do it. And he was sitting there and I... Ah! How dare you talk to me, you twerp. Who is actually our main character, although... <laughs> He doesn't seem like he's our main character. Poor Melvin. Yeah, it's really odd, but later on in the film, he his last name changes, which is really strange. As yeah. the movies go on, they actually start call, calling him Mer, um, Melvin Junk. Melvin Junko. Yeah, Junko. His, I don't it's know. I, I really like Melvin Ferd Third. I think it's hysterical. I mean, that's hysterical. Yeah. Well, this guy, this guy is next level insane. The actor is playing oh, Melvin. Oh, boy. I mean... 
gosh, you know, it's like you've seen so many 80s movies where, like, there's a nerd and he gets bullied. Yeah. This guy is next level nerd. I mean, you you feel bad for him, but then also at the same time, you're kind of mad at him because, I mean, what are you doing with your face, bro? Like, he, he just keeps making this, this face, like, I can't even explain it. The biggest... His, it, I would call it teeth acting. Okay, he teeth acts, yes, and he has the biggest teeth. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of teeth. But it's like also he keeps squinting his eyes too. Like his, he's got squinty eyes, but like they're almost closed and his, he sticks his teeth out a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's just like the nerdiest of the nerd and he's the janitor of this, this health club. And he's not even good at it. He's terrible at it. I mean, he's mopping by the pool. With, by the way, the goddamn gym is still open, so you could just keep mopping water up all day because yeah. it's by the pool. Well, he's mopping people's faces more than he is mopping the actual yes. floor. And so people are, you know, our four, you know, two, four of our main characters are sitting in this jacuzzi and they he literally puts the mop on a guy's face. Now, this, this scene really did something to me because I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> I mean, there is no way that these people did not need a tetanus shot after filming this movie. This guy was mopping this disgusting floor, and he put this mop on this guy's face, on his mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, I was disgusted. I was like, no, man, there's well, no amount of money. No. Well, this uh, slug character, he also feels just like you because he points it out. He's like, look how stupid he is. Look at this son of a bitch. Look how dumb he is. He can't even mop properly. You take a look at that fucking guy. A mop boy. Can't even mop right. <laughs> He's so stupid. He's always got that shit-eating grin on his face. What's he so happy about? <gasps> I hate that mop boy. He sticks his mop in their tub. They're in a hot tub. Yeah. And and then the girl says, <laughs> one of the girls says, what if I get a disease? Yeah. And I was like, thinking to myself, there is a 99.9% chance that you already have gonorrhea, honey. Yeah, yeah. Like there is, I mean, look look at this situation. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> y- you should have been worrying a long time ago. And her man that she's with yeah. is the worst. I mean, it's... I, I don't know which one's the worst. I mean, and, and this move, the tone of this movie is so odd, right? Because what later becomes the toxic avenger versus what melvin is is so far apart because melvin is a pervert and a, and like a whack job i'm sorry he is yeah, i mean he's, he's a, a creep pervert he's a yeah. creep for sure and um, yeah and then the also the other problem is that this movie really wants you to know that these four bullies are complete and utter psychopaths that you should loathe. Yes, but they're not even just bullies. They're straight yeah, up murderers. They're, they're, they're serial killers. Yes. Yeah. They the, they want you to know this, mm-hmm. and they want you to hate them, which is so odd later on in the film. Because we, I'm not only they kind of like bullying Melvin, they also have an obsession with running people over in their cars to the extent that they have... Uh, basically logos and point systems for who they hit with their car. And the two women involved basically want this to happen badly. And they beg them to do it for them, to run people over for them. Yeah. I mean, so they're two bimbos and they have one's 
dating Corey Feldman lookalike, and then the other one is dating the James Gunn, not James Gunn, Bozo and Bozo uh, and Slug. Slug. And so they're they're literally driving around in this Camaro, and the girl says, "Oh my God, okay, we need to run over some people. We need to." And he's like, "The and Slug is, or Bozo is like, oh, I need to kill some people tonight. I need to kill some people." I'm just like, "What the fuck is wrong with these people?" <laughs> and he's driving a Camaro, and he sees a child, a child on a bicycle, At riding night for some reason on his bicycle in like on the side of the street. At night, and he runs this kid over. And he doesn't just run him over. He hits him. The kid goes flying over the car. He's knocked out in the middle of the street. He stops the car and backs over his head. Now, this is a child. A child. And inside the car, these fucking crazy lunatics are cheering. They're cheering. They actually get out of the car and take Polaroids of his smashed face. It is very disgusting and realistic it was very realistic and i couldn't believe so what i was seeing because like one moment we were in this 80s this total 80s like montage you know like the better off dead you know like all those montages the ski montage and the rocky montage and all those movies yeah. you get you know and so i'm like okay we're in a health spa and they're doing a montage and this is 80s music fun and then all of a sudden this kid is getting his head smashed yeah. in i was so like, I don't, I think I lost my mind in I that scene. I think that they filled a watermelon with blood, like fake blood, and they just ran it over with a hairpiece on it. Oh and my God. It, it looks insane. Yeah. And, and uh, this part right here will make or break the movie for you. If I, you yeah. can't take this, if you're not able to laugh at how insane this is and how in just crazy this moment is. Then this movie is not for you. I you mean, have to like walk away from I it. I didn't laugh. I think that my, of course, my hands were on my face and I was, my eyeballs were falling out of my skull and I couldn't believe what I just saw. Yeah, oh yeah. It's... I was like, oh my God, like what, what is wrong with these people? They just committed murder on a child for no reason. They just like ran him over for no reason. And they're like all woohooing about it. Yeah, it's, it's extremely off-putting, but it also is so heightened and insane what's everything that's happening the fact that a child was just let out at night on his bicycle like all padded up in the middle of the night and have a good fun honey and they, they are so over it, the 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 progression in this film from the opening like everything satire yeah to this moment is so jarring and so it's just so crazy that you either can laugh or you can be like this is disturbing on another level that I can't watch it anymore. That's what I'm saying. That scene right there is it. If you can't take what that is, then the rest of the movie is not going to work for you. Yeah, the rest, the whole movie is like this. It's very jarring. Oh, uh, there, like well, I already pointed out that one of the actors later on points a gun at a, a baby's face. So I mean, it's I, so. I, I mean, it, the movie is definitely on another plane. It is. Yeah. It is definitely going for that johnny rotten sex pistols insanity just snot dirty clothes just gross yeah. shit and it, it's never gonna lay up it's so funny too that you said johnny rotten snot because honestly i feel like after i watched this movie i felt like i had snot all yeah. over my face yeah if i was like this is this is brutal it's a brutal movie there's two groups of people in the world the people who have never experienced the war concert and the people who have okay yeah well you know that i survived this movie because i've experienced we have war experienced war concerts. concerts before and it's <laughs> 
it's not for everybody. I it get it, nuts. but it is something that everybody should see once in their lives because it's insane. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I don't know if they're still performing. I don't. I, yeah, mean, I don't know if they, they have are. a new, uh, a new uh, singer. But uh, back to the movie. Uh, yeah. So that scene happens. A child is killed. It's the rules. What are they? Okay, let me see if I can remember the whole list. <laughs> Julie, does it count if I graze them? Mm. You said that I destroy them. Bozo. I want them dead. And now we have to cut back to the movie again and talk about jarring because it just keeps cutting to scene to scene. Like for some reason that we have to watch Bozo and his girlfriend rent out, apparently rent out the the workout place and have sex. Like, why they just couldn't go to a house yeah, or like use the car? Or He paid for a prolonged session or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, so he says, we a... have the place to ourselves. Yeah, so whatever. Why what? would you want to be in a sweaty place where a guy who mops it sticks his mop in people's faces? Like, why would you ever want to go there in the first place, but let alone have sex on a dirty bench? Yes, but the best part about that is like, okay... First of all, there's nothing romantic or sweet about these people. They're disgusting. They're fucking murderers, okay? So wherever they have sex, I mean, they already have crabs and shit. They're just disgusting. But the fact that they actually have sex on that bench where, you know, balls sit and, you know, bare asses sit. It was just gross, number one. When we say sex, by the way, we just mean gyrating with a topless woman. Okay, yeah, so she was topless and her boobs were flinging around, but he had shorts on. Yeah, he's completely, they're completely dressed and it's just random <laughs> movement. And what's really funny is Melvin catches it and uh, Melvin is really into it and he does not leave from watching it. He's just really enjoying it like a pervert. And I love that this woman has a switchblade ready. Okay, so she's topless and she was, she literally had like, uh, I don't know, just a t-shirt on. Where was she hiding? Yep. She just pulls out. She's like, get the fuck out of here, you pervert. And she pulls a fucking knife on it. She's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. But where did the knife come from? I have no idea. It's like, okay, she has a little pouch. This is the the kind of movie we're in, guys. This is the movie that we're in for. You know? Uh, It's just, oh my God. Well, this basically... I mean, I might be skipping around some stuff, but it's not really necessary. But what is necessary is that Tromaville is a shithole, and everything in Tromaville is awful. There's mass murders, there is robberies, there is just crazy shit happening on every street corner. Robberies and, and attempted rape and, and attempted shotgun uh, murders to a so child. So much. Um, well, yeah. So it's no uh, shock that uh, they trick Melvin. It, Really tricked Melvin into a terrible moment where they tell Melvin, uh, well, at least one of the girlfriends uh, says that she wants him to dress up in a pink tutu, like an entire yes, outfit. Because she's horny and her favorite color is pink. And the only way that she can have sex with Melvin is if he's wearing pink. Yeah. So and she makes him wear a pink tutu with like this polka dot bodysuit yeah, that's a, painted on. Yes. <laughs> and she tells him the meat in the bathrooms or near the pool or whatever near the pool at seven and he says that's perfect timing because he also has to clean the toilets around that time <laughs> that's so sexy yeah so and she's like Ugh. and but there's so, zero chance that this guy has ever had sex in his life anyway. no absolutely not and he 
he does go there in his pink tutu. He falls for the whole thing, and he's lured into an area in the dark. And it turns out that he starts making out with a... It looks like a sheep. A sheep. But I feel like, okay, this is another one of those um, parts of the movie that is very cringy and very off-putting and probably not humane. But there's a sheep, and it looks like they painted the sheep. Well, he had lipstick on it because he had lipstick on it, apparently. And and some kind of clothing, and it just didn't look right. Well, to make it worse, you want to have some worse? Oh, God, can you make it worse? Yes. What did Uh, they do? The sheep had lice. (gasps) And the actor didn't find out until kissing it afterwards. No. So he probably got lice. Okay, well, just join the club because everyone there had crabs. (laughs) So I'm saying, talk about gross. Like, just... If, if ever, okay, but who who cares? Because let's not bury the the best part here. The best part is that after kissing and finding out he kisses a sheep, he is mocked by about every single gym member is waiting, and they all laugh at him, which causes him to run and jump out a window. Yeah. Now, but. I felt really bad at that point for Melvin because I'm like, oh my god, he just committed suicide. But then I realized that he landed on a. Well, <laughs> I can't. We didn't talk about I these two can't. gentlemen. Oh my god. Okay, can I tell it? Yeah, please. Okay, so the mayor of Tromaville is corrupt. He's a very big man. Um, he sweats a lot. He's corrupt, but he is like running some kind of like drug operation where he hired two two truck drivers. They're, they're, like, driving toxic waste, but also doing cocaine while they're driving toxic waste through well, the town. The the problem with Tromaville is it's the number one location of toxic waste yes, in America. To dump your to dump your toxic waste. waste. <laughs> and that's a real big problem with Tromaville, apparently. And uh, <laughs> these two gentlemen are in charge of dumping open containers yes. of toxic, <laughs> bubbling green waste. It's not even like Return of the Living Dead where they actually have, like, lids on the nope, barrels. not even trying. They don't have any lids, but it's comical, like, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of toxic waste Dip. where, like, it's bubbling and there's no lids on any of the barrels there's like at least 13 barrels there and when poor melvin jumps out the window he lands in in one of the open barrels of toxic waste and the only reason these gentlemen are sitting at this location at this moment (laughs) is this is where they decided to start doing cocaine comically (laughs) stick their faces in bags of cocaine it was like scarface with the whole yes they're covered it it was just bonkers bonkers and so they stop in front of this freaking house spa And poor Melvin goes out the window and into a barrel of toxic waste. Now, this scene is so... I mean, I was literally, like, jaw on the floor. (laughs) He is flailing and screaming. And all of the gym members come running out. And they're laughing at him. Yeah, they actually say he's faking it. But he's literally covered in toxic waste. And he's burning and screaming. His flesh is falling off. And his, (laughs) his body is setting things on fire. Oh my God! So someone tries to touch him, and the, the, his like a hands. Officer. 
Yeah. His hands like ignite on fire. Yeah. And then Melvin goes running down the street and he's literally engulfed in flames. I was like, holy shit, this stunt, number one. But then also... What are they playing? They're playing like, like Flight of the Bumblebee. <laughs> like, it's like they had the rights to this. They could use this. It's like free, you know, free uh, yeah, copyright, no yeah. copyright problems. They just start using it in slow motion, watching a guy run down the street where you see hundreds <laughs> of people, like bystanders, being like, whoa. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. And you know it, what the funny thing? There's all, they're all like making commentary and laughing at him, and nobody's calling 911. He's on fire. Yeah. Nobody cares. They're, these people are dreadful. They're in that dreadful. shot where the cop's hand comes on fire, he actually set another person on fire on in the scene. If you look in the side, Another person gets burned because it starts dripping on them and they start going up. Oh, shit. So I didn't like even put notice. Them yeah. Oh, my God. Because I'm guessing that they doused whatever he had on his hands. Yeah, he had some kind of so like flame retardant. probably dripping other flames all over the place. Yeah, like some kind of gel that they use, the stuntmen use. But right, I have to ask you this. Are you in shock that they were able to do these stunts? Okay. I told you. I was like, wow, this is, I mean, pretty, they had a nice budget to do this. I can't even imagine they had a budget. Well, I just how feel like they, they just this? were like everybody was like, "Yeah, sure, you're you want to blow things up in the street? Or, that's cool. No one wants to film in uh, New Jersey." <laughs> is that where this is really filmed, New Jersey? Oh God. Well, I I just I feel like I, when I was watching it, I was like, "How do they even have access to even these vehicles?" And oh yeah, that's the, at the end. We'll you get know, to that. like uh, the. In just the the location and how do they get access to this whole? It looked like a whole town, and I know that they didn't have it in the budget to build such a thing, so it was there already. So, like they had to like rent out like streets, like lots of streets. It seems oh, this is what I'm talking. I think that it's either guerrilla filmmaking where they just did whatever they wanted to do, and people were just oh we're gonna do this weird thing, like film it at like you know two yeah. thirty in the morning when no one was out. Yeah, well you can see it's like everybody's out on the street in the shot where he's on fire running down the street. Oh, There's yeah. so many people. Yeah. They, apparently, you know, they just said, Hey, everybody, we're going to do a crazy stunt. And everybody want to come out and watch and be in the movie. Yeah. Well, like the scene when the kid gets killed, um, they run him over. It's, There's nobody out yeah, there. It's, it's gotta really be in the dead of night. night. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure that they scooted around all this. Um, I, they would have red had tape. to have. Yeah. yeah. Either that or Lloyd Kaufman was hooking up trauma babes with, uh, the mayor or whoever the hell it is. Oh, good Lord. Um, so, so yeah, I, what I love is that... <laughs> Trauma babes. Melvin runs on fire, dripping, burning acid all over the place. In, he gets home and is able to go into his house and into the bathroom and try to soak himself in the bathtub. And the mother is just acting like, are you okay in there? And he's screaming bloody murder. I love it. I think that's so funny. Like, she keeps saying, Melvin? Melvin, are you okay? And you just hear him like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, she's so calm. And meanwhile, he's screaming and like freaking out in the bathroom. It was like, And then they showed him in there. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. Like, I, this is the scene where I was like, oh, my God, poor Melvin. Like, how, how this poor bastard, you yeah. know? Like, how bad does this poor guy have, have his life? I mean, it's just terrible. And his skin is like boiling up and he's like, ugh. And so um, he jumps out of the bathtub and just runs. No, he right? actually shapeshifts. We get an entire shapeshifting scene. I thought that Again. happens when he runs down the street. No, it happens him. here because uh, he's doing like, and he finally starts sounding like the monster. And then the mother outside the door goes, he finally hit puberty. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
Yeah, her amazing line. And then <laughs> that's when we start getting the shots you were just mentioning, where we just get random shots of him out in the sun, like standing yeah. on a hill screaming. But like and a just silhouette like, of him running. Just and, like, yeah. So it, this is the uh, Rocky running up the steps moment. It's just him in front of the sunset, yep. just like screaming. And um, I got to tell you, it start, this movie starts right off the bat. Like, yeah. there's no, like, I said right off the bat, there's, like, no um, hesitation either. So no. he, he he quickly accepts what he looks like and what he has become, it seems. Because there's no five minutes of brooding or sadness or crying or just disbelief. He literally just embraces it right away. He embraces it right away and becomes the Avenger that's in the title. Although it's never really said that his name is Toxic uh, Toxie or Toxic Avenger. It's not really even said. Just Melvin. Melvin. And he goes on a crime fright fighting spree. It's amazing. These bullies in this alley, I cannot. They're trying to bribe a cop. Yeah. Uh, 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 another racial stereotype of Clancy. Uh, you know, you can't have your a cop without being an Irish joke or a stereotype. Anybody knows The Simpsons with uh, Clancy Wiggum. Yeah. And, uh, or it's either going to be O'Brien or Clancy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this cop's named Clancy, and they try to bribe him. There's like three guys. Now, we, I guess we should talk about these three guys. One guy's named Cigarface. <laughs> right? And then there's another guy who is dressed in a dress. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what his game is. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't... I think this character's name is Nipples <laughs> in the credits. <laughs> so we got Cigarface, Nipples, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Oh, my uh, God. There's, a, there's three guys, and they're all laughing about how they're going to bribe the cop. So the cop shows up, Clancy shows up, and they say, I'll take the money. And then they stick it in his pocket. He's like, no, you know, in a terrible overdub voice, you know, that terrible, like, uh, like you know, joke voice of an accent. He's like, uh, no, I'm not going to take the money. And then they said, well, that was a bad idea. So they start beating the shit out of this guy. And they say, they put a cigar out on his head. Apparently, that's why this guy's called Cigar Face. Because he puts cigars out on people's faces. Although, later on, Clancy the Cop never has a cigar burn on his forehead whatsoever. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But yeah. you're right about the nipples. It's nipples and knuckles. Nipples, knuckles, and Cigar Face. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Nipples. <laughs> and they say, should we kill, should we blow this cop's face off with a gun, right? And Nipple says, no, we should, we should have sex with him. Like, I was like, oh my God. So they decide that maybe they should shoot his crotch off. But right then we get the Toxie sound effect. And he starts beating these guys up. No, I think this is hilarious. They, he does some crazy stuff. He rips both their hair, like their hairs off. Okay, so this one guy does not have a wig. He has like a little bit of like a, kind of like a curly mop top a little bit. And so Toxie grabs him by the hair and rips his hair off. Yeah. However, they do sh they show him a second later and he still has all his hair. It's not like he ripped it all off. It's like he's supposed to be tearing off some it of their hair like while he's punching them. It, yeah, he had a toupee in oh, his hand. Are you talking about nipples? No, oh, knuckles. Knuckles. And so, he, but then he rips off nipples hair which is a wig because he's trying to dress like a woman um and <laughs> he just beats the shit out of them and he's they never show his face though 
they never show his face until like later. They don't show his face for a good while. I was getting annoyed. I was like, okay, what are they, why are they doing this to us? Like, I want to see his face. Which is so funny because it, on the poster, you see his face. Yeah. So why hide it? Right. It's odd. If anything, they should have had the back silhouette and the poster as well. To yeah. like kind of like keep it. What does this guy look like? Is like a running joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He beats these three guys. Like, he beats two of them, I think, to death. I think Knuckles and Nipples get killed. Yes, they do get killed. Cigar, cigar Face does show up later on again in a random scene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he beats these guys up and saves the cop. All right, boys. Chief, what do you got? That alleyway was the most gruesome sight I have ever seen. Gruesome, huh? Have you ever met my mother-in-law? Now that's gruesome. What about Cigar Face? Have we gotten anything out of him yet? He must still be in shock. All he does is sit around all day bobbling about some seven-foot monster. Yeah, and the only other clue we got are those mops stuffed in their mouths. Mops? There must be some sort of political statement. Do we have any suspects? Ah, the whole town was suspect. Knuckles and nipples were hated by everyone. Well, not by me. They were our two best producers. Speaking of which, I almost forgot. The boys made their rounds last night, and here is the collection. Yeah, and it would have been double if it wasn't for this devastating, tragic turn of events. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he goes over to the cop and goes, I'm sorry, this doesn't usually happen to me. <laughs> the voice is amazing. Yeah, because he's the whole time, he's like, and, oh, I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it sounds like, My you know, when like... Melvin. When, like, in Looney Tunes, they're trying to have, like, a debonair voice. Yes. Like that. Oh, it's, it, it's, it reminded me of uh, Elvira's Haunted Hills, that they dubbed that one guy. Oh, my God, it, yeah. It, that's a really funny oh, joke. It was amazing. And it, that's, it sounds exactly like it that. It does. And it actually sounds like the same actor. I looked it up. It's not, I don't think. God. Don't worry. Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I don't know what came over me. I just couldn't control myself. I've never done anything like this before. Bye. We get basically scene after scene of now Melvin going on a fighting spree. And it, we get the next scene is what we kind of already mentioned was, this is great. It's just called the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it's called the Mexican place. The Mexican place. And we get to see a hostage situation where three guys... And this is why I was talking about the one actor is like the famous one. He actually, did you notice that he has a Rocky heart? He has a Frankenhooker tattoo? A, he, no, he has a Frankenfurter tattoo. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Frankenhooker. You can, Frank, you can see how Frank Henenlotter would be proud of you. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he has a, a Rocky Horror tattoo. You know, the one that has Boss on, on his arm. Yeah. He has that um, on his arm, which I thought was pretty funny. But his whole face is like half is red and half is like painted black or whatever i don't know what it was yeah i don't know it, he, on, i don't yeah. understand the whole point of that it was just to show us that he's crazy but he was wearing like this little tiny red speedo over his pants with suspenders and no shirt it was very bizarre these three people um found each other as criminals yes and it's it's almost fate one but, of them's like switchblade or something yeah and uh, it's so bizarre i mean they're all three so different what this guy does in this scene again goes with the running over the child in the earlier scenes because this guy goes not only does he shoot a guy trying to stop them yeah he also shoots a blind woman's 
dog, seeing eye dog. Yeah, that shoots this dog. It got with me. a shotgun. I did not. I, you, you said please don't do it, and then they did it. But the worst part about that is it looked so. I mean, I know it's not real. I know it's not real, but it just. The way that they made it happen where they actually pulled, I don't know if it was the actual animal or a stuffed animal, but they oh. pulled him backwards after he got shot. It was like a stuffed animal because it, it basically flips apart. Like It was. It happened so fast. I was like, nope, mm-mm, no, no. Yeah. I can't. And then he he points, like we were talking about earlier, he points a shotgun in the baby's face, like right in the baby's face. But yeah. you could tell this little child was terrified. He was crying. It, it was very, it was just... It was upsetting. It was very offensive. And then they go and they try to rape the blind girl. Well, we have to talk. that Now, the blind woman that we're talking about here is a main character. Yeah, she's so pretty. This, I, she makes me laugh. I, she has not done anything. She has kind of disappeared. Oh. I don't know what happened with this actress. But um, her blind woman acting is so... I don't know what it is. Is it endearing? Is it cute? I, I don't know what it is. Like she doing wide eye stuff? It is both cute and absolutely like complete lunacy at the same time. I, I kind of love it. This is a cross. Everything that happens with her is like a cross between young Frankenstein's Gene Hackman character. where With Frankenstein where he's like burning him by accident. It's a huge joke of that. It's just her doing things because she can't see anything. Mm -hmm. It's like a running joke. And I guess, again, this could be offensive to a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, she they they go to rape this woman. Yeah, I, I got awful. upset. I was like, if they if they go through with this, yeah. um, I, I'm going to freak the fuck out. But that's it's it's lucky that we get to hear again. Yes. Because Toxie shows up and rips <laughs> these guys a new asshole in some of the funniest ways ever. One guy, first off, he takes the switchblade guy who is a, really a one-armed man. He rips his fake arm off. He, you, If you watch the scenes closely, he never uses the one arm. Wait, so he is really yes. a one-armed man? Yes. Oh, my God. And so he beats him senseless with his one arm. And then he throws these guys some great stunt work going on here. There is. These guys yeah. got hurt. And he throws a guy through a couple windows into the fry area, the cook area. In this this restaurant, I'm sorry, the Mexican place. And um, he, can we talk about the samurai sword? Well, we didn't even get to that one yet because he does something to each one of these guys. But yes, there are samurai swords in the Mexican place. <laughs> There's like a samurai sword on the wall, and yeah. he just takes it out. It's so, amazing. And starts flinging it around. I was nah. like, "You're kidding! You so, are kidding!" You had this joke. You said to me, "Please," because basically the movie's setting it up that you want toxie to kill these guys like yeah because let's face facts the crow stole from this movie i mean this is a pretty good revenge <laughs> flick this is the crow this is like the crow having to get um revenge on all the the, the bad guys because he goes around they, they make these bad guys so bad that it's so heightened that you're kind of like cheering when they all get their, you know, comeuppance. Yeah. And, and and you were actually saying all these things you wanted to happen to them, and they happen. Yes. Because you said, oh, I please go into the fry oil, right? And he literally sticks this guy's hands in fry baskets, wraps it around them, and then sticks them in the fryer, right? <laughs> then you said, then he starts killing one of the guys, the guy with the shotgun, the one that shot everybody. He put. He keeps dousing his mouth 
with syrup and all these things like ice cream and whipped cream and he's like drowning him in it and you said please put a cherry on top it was hands down like the best because i kept calling it i'm like oh my god whipped cream oh my god syrup please 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 put the cherry on top just please and, and then smash the his fucking face in yep. and that's what happened he, he puts a cherry on top instead of smashing it in he takes a can opener an electric can <laughs> opener to this guy's face it was um, amazing. I, 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 again, you don't see that act. I don't know if the actor really quit, and it, maybe it's a st- another guy walked in and they, it could or have, they been have a dummy for this scene. Yeah, who knows? I don't know how much of that is actual reality. But um, then of the other guy, he sees that there's a um, a pizza oven in the Mexican place. <laughs> they have to make tortillas. I guess that's true. I guess maybe that's what they're using that for. They also he, make Mexican pizzas. I guess so. I guess they. I. I mean, I guess you could put yeah. like a coal fire oven type of situation oh. when you put the stuff in there. Can you imagine um, if they were making the Mexican pizzas like when you're in high school? Those were good. Those were good. Uh, uh, but he sees that, and then Toxie's like, "Hmm, I can use this." So he goes back and gets the guy that he ripped the arm <laughs> off, and he, that guy wakes up and to see himself get stuffed in the oven. It was amazing. What I really love here. Oh, he goes over to the uh, the blind woman. What's the character's name? Something. Sarah. 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 Mm-hmm. He goes over to her and he's like, hello, miss. Can I help you up? And then she's like, oh, my God, I can't see I'm without my dog. I, they, they killed my dog and I can't see. And he's like, let me help you. So they go off together. She's like, he's like, I'll help you get home. Right. When they go off, my favorite bit is the cops come to investigate the crime scene. And they're all eating tacos <laughs> while investigating. And the, the guys who work at this place are all like, have gone like bonkers. They're all just oh insane. And they're like, r- they're like rambling and mumbling and they're like all in shock. And they're like, oh yeah, he saved us. Yeah, he saved his us. His face is so messed up and he saved us. But the, the, the cops, every cop has one body as they're eating a taco and they all reference what's happened to them. So one's like, this guy's got fried, you know, or, oh or my God, I was and he's dying. like, oh, we got a deep fried villain over here. Oh, what do you have over there? And he's like, oh, I got a Sunday. We got a Sunday corpse or something like that. And then the other one's like, oh, we got a pizza. <laughs> what did he say about the pizza, pizza guy? Deep fried, like a, a pizza. Oh, a deep dish pizza. Deep, yeah, we have a deep yeah, dish pizza over like here. That. And did you see the like, guy's legs sticking out oh of the oven? Oh my God, I was just dying. I was like, this is amazing. And I, I was like, remember when we were talking about this? And I was like, oh my God, I, I really do think that the Toxic Avenger is going to be like, you know, a hero. Like he's not going to be like a scary monster like everyone thinks. He's a hero. Yeah. He's a hero. <laughs> He is. He, he is. And uh, again, uh, we have to, I guess, should point out how much this is ripping off the thing from Fantastic I Four. Know. Who is also dating a blind woman in the comics. Yes. Um, these two, I don't know, this should be the most revolting things that happen between the Sarah character and Toxie. But it's so funny and cute in a weird weird way it's endearing i can't help it like they're so cute together she keeps accidentally hitting him in the balls she uh, he uh she goes and says i can read your palm and then she says all this stuff about his palm and she's like let me see your other hand and she grabs his crotch oh it's amazing they it's so funny it's like that she's uh, such a twit but she's like so cute it's (laughs) It, I can't help I love it. how many 
she has walking sticks. She has about 50,000 walking sticks on one spot. Oh, in my the God. Walk. She's such a spaz. They all like, fall over. I swear to God, I, I never thought I would see a bigger spaz than me because, like, I, I always trip over nothing and choke on air. But she's she literally, reason, like, I mean, she's, yes, but <laughs> she's walking in her own house and she knows where everything is. Oh, she doesn't. She you know? I'm, I'm really lost without my dog. But the dog can't like. I know. He he can't like cook and do anything like that. I mean, oh, she has to Jesus. know her way around her own house. Yeah. And she just falls. She's just so. She's adorable. She's so charming and cute. I just love her. They fall in love, like almost instantly. And they have. Oh, yeah. We have so many out of place montages because the movie keeps cutting back and forth between. Toxie either killing somebody or getting revenge on somebody. And <laughs> yeah. this love story, which is virtually montages of love. Yeah. Like, you, I think Dumb and Dumber, when uh, you get that uh, that dream sequence when he's with her and there's, like, all this love oh, scene. Oh, my God, It's yeah. virtually like that. They're playing music and they're just, like, doing all these funny things. They just keep showing them do things. Like, they're hula hooping. It's just so it's this cute. Weird. They're dancing and they're... They're just adorable. I mean, he builds her like a little shack in the toxic dump, which, by the way, can we just state for the record that he built this little shack that he lives in, in, in at the dump? Now, and they also have sex in there. So Yeah, we didn't talk about the sex scene. Okay, so the sex scene... Which makes me question because there's a scene where Toxie has to pee and he's shooting a river of slime out. And I just kept wondering... How is this sex going to work? Okay, yeah. So he's peeing toxic sludge. But also, okay, aside from that, the fact that they are having sex, but she also lives with him in this toxic, disgusting, sludge-filled waste. So how is she not, like, getting sick? <laughs> I don't yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I, I mean, I have to kind of like, when you call it, like suspend your disbelief and yeah. just be like, okay, this is this movie because you can't really, I mean, this movie is insane. It's insane. It is one of the most insane films I have ever watched. And so you can't even just, just don't even overthink it. Just it's don't. Like, it's like nonsensical. I mean, like there's, even the plot doesn't like follow itself properly. It, nope. it is so wacky and insane, and and I wish that they. I can't wait to see this remake because I want to know if they're going to structure it better, because it's so easily could have a structure. Because what I was talking about before with the villains being so much villains, you want to see them get killed. We've now seen a whole bunch of random new bad guys get killed. Yeah. So now there's the four main bad guys who have done this to him. Yeah, so you can't forget about the, the, the four assholes that actually put him in this position and also murdered a child. But the movie kind of wants to, which is really they odd. They divert a lot. The, the two um, women who virtually did this to him and also are taunting their boyfriends onto killing people. Yeah. They get off almost scot-free. Which is very well, odd. Yeah, here's the thing. It's like I, the whole entire time, all I wanted was to see his revenge on them. Yeah, I wanted and that's a him letdown to torture them like they did to him yeah. and what they, you know, what they put him through. I wanted them to get their just desserts, and they kind of the film kind of blows through the murders of the two women. Like I wanted to see them get really punished. Well, yeah. Let's just quickly go through those. We, I'm one of them is really funny, but um. One of them is like, he goes after her. He pops out underneath the workbench, 
that she's that she's out in the work the workout place, and then he puts her on those hot uh, rocks that you have for the steam bath. Oh yeah, she's in the sauna. Yeah, he sticks. That's right. He makes her sit on it, and he's like, uh, he's what is he? He doesn't say fire crotch. What, no, he says he something says funny something though. like, um, ha- oh. N- Something like hot buns or something, or your hot buns. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something some pun. Wild, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is not justified. Like, we need, we need, um, or it's not, it's, it's, it's not enough revenge. Yeah. Because that's, they cut away from that after her ass is being burned, right? They, they cut away, and you think, okay, he got revenge on her. And what else happened? We don't right. know. Then there's, um, he goes after the other girl, and that, this seems funny. Because he keeps popping up like Jason in every shot, like yeah. you run into. But her screaming is so funny. It is. It she, is. She's great. doing some funny screaming, and he grabs scissors, and we only see the shadow. And then we yeah. cut away. We don't see what happened. That to her. makes me really mad. See, that was like the only thing in the movie. I mean, besides, there was like a lot of stuff that like was a little, you know, kind of offensive. But uh, this made me mad because I wanted these two girls. I wanted them to be punished for what they did. That you know, it was too easy. And they cut away from that. Meanwhile, we see a child's head get splattered on the pavement. Yeah. But they cut away from the the two women getting killed. That's well. Here's that bothered me. No, I hate to bother it more. But there is a Japanese edit of this film where they're shown to be alive. Oh, God damn it. That this... he didn't kill them. No. He has no hair and the other one has a burnt ass. Okay, no. I, I Also, another thing that I'm, I think I'm being too nitpicky here, but nobody in the gym ever found the bodies of these two. Well, they didn't die. That's why that edit is weird. Oh. Apparently, they just dropped it out of the other edits. But yeah, you're uh... wondering why. Do you feel like they stopped the violence around when it got to a woman? Which was really odd. Well, they films. didn't hold back when they were about to rape one. Yeah, so that's, it's like, that's true. And also, what? what's coming up is another one that's just jarringly out of place. That's insane. We'll, we'll get into that when it happens. But yeah, this is the letdown moment. Because you want... These characters have been set up to be the most vile, disgusting people. Especially when we cut back to the two main bullies who now don't have those women and they're kind of like waiting for them. They're mad about it. Yeah. They spot and they don't have a car now because I think it was one of the girls' cars. I didn't really understand this. Well, to double, triple down on how terrible these people are, these two bullies now decide to rob and beat an old woman with a cane and take her car. That was upsetting. I mean, it... it's like we already know they're they're bad guys. Yeah, there's a. There, I mean, why do we need to this again with the scene? It, it was so. It just made me cringe. It was very cringy. I was like, oh come on, you know. We had to see the the poor little kid get squashed, then the dog, then the shotgun to the kid's the baby's face, and the almost rape, and then now we have to see this old lady get beat and yeah. and. Oh, I don't know. I and, couldn't take it. And it's like if you if you're doing that just to tell us that they're bad guys and they need to get revenge on them, I think that was already accomplished. So it's really strange and out of place. Yeah. But it leads also to an it's an impressive stunt where Toxie now jumps on their car and holds on, and the stunt man is clearly holding on to a 
fast driving car. It, yeah. it it looks great. I mean, it also looks like they just really went and almost killed everybody during this scene. Yes. It um, looks extremely dangerous. It looks extremely dangerous. And it, there's some impressive stuff there because you know it's on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, the problem is that when he kills these two guys... It's not satisfying in any way. No, it's not. Um, the Corey Feldman looking guy. I even forgot what happened to him. Why they how they he, kill him? He like tore his throat out and threw him out in the street. Okay, so they were both in the car, and then you know, Toxie grabbed the you know not Corey Feldman by the throat, and squ- like squeezed until he was bleeding out of his mouth. So yeah. like I'm guessing that he just popped his. Wait, but it was like not. He just threw him out, and he threw the him out of the car. But like, I feel like he should have been tortured. Like everything that he's done in this movie, this guy. Yeah, you think that these are the main villains? Yeah, like they deserve more, you know, wrath and more, you know, disgusting torture, in my opinion. And then, what's his face, Bozo? He was driving the car. Taxi has now entered the car as it's driving like 150 miles an hour, and he. I, this is what I need help with, this scene, because they literally, Toxie grabs the wheel, like literally grabs the wheel off of the car. Because he keeps saying, give me the wheel, we're going to get both killed. And he goes, you want the wheel? And he rips it off. He rips the wheel off the car, the steering wheel, and they go all over a cliff and they fucking explode. But then you see Bozo hanging out of the car. He's dead, but let me tell you something. He's like burnt. An explosion like this would char that body to ashes. And... He is completely intact. Okay, so, so is Toxie. Hanging out. But then Toxie gets out and he's fine. Yeah, he's like fine. his clothes are still on. It seemed almost like an afterthought. Like they forgot. Like, oh yeah, we have to go kill those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute. Come but, on. So are we saying that Toxie is like completely indestructible? Like Yes. He's indestructible. That's what this movie seems to be posing. Yeah. Okay, because you know, we see a lot of things happen to him. They land punches on him, roundhouse kicks on him. They really try to take him out. Yeah, someone punches him in the face and they break their hand. Yeah. 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 The reason to bring all that up is because the movie now is more focused on the characters in the background as being villains. Because mm-hmm. they there's a, um, a main, the mayor and his drug, like, whole empire. And they even bring in, like, a doctor called... Uh, Oh my God, I'm going to forget it. Oh God, what is his what name? What was it? Like, not snot, but it's like snuttlebutt or something like that? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> snuttlebutt. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. With us this afternoon is Dr. Merton Snodberger from the Garden State Cerebro Reflex Research Center. Uh, can you tell me, sir, is it true that the monster only attacks bad people? Yeah, yeah. Since only bad evil people have been destroyed by the monster i would have to answer your question yeah from traces that have been found on the scenes of the crime and analyzed we have determined that whatever it is this monster has been exposed to toxic chemical waste. It is also highly probable that this monster may have developed a very basic instinct which draws him, or should I say, commands him to destroy evil. And he he oh, comes yeah. in and he tells a, he my favorite line of dialogue is he tells the uh, the camera, the, like the reporters, that this 
person must have been um, fed to toxic waste or be been mutated by toxic waste and now is on a unrelenting path of stopping violence like he he's drawn to to stopping violence that's their way of explaining why melvin now suddenly needs to stop criminals they're just like oh because of the mutation he has a sense that he needs to stop crime yes but the funny thing about this is is that after this all happened to melvin nobody really the only explanation we had was from the cop clancy officer clancy he told everyone what he saw a mutated man but he doesn't know how that happened to him he wasn't i mean he he, i guess he he was told that he got thrown out of a window into a barrel because he did show up on the scene no one knows it's melvin Right, no one knows it's Melvin except for those people at the gym. Because when he when he killed the two guys, he said it to them. Yeah, that I'm Melvin or whatever. But I I I don't I don't. It, it's so odd because now all suddenly in the movie, uh, those those characters keep showing up in the movie, and some of the villains get together and try to take him out, and he kills all of them. Yeah. Um. But what's really odd is suddenly we cut to a new character we've never met before, which is a woman who comes into a a dry cleaner, a dry cleaner and she's a she's a she has dwarfism, I believe this actress at least that she seems to. Yeah, she's a little person. Yeah, and uh, she she comes in there and Toxie just shows up behind her and now brutally murders her. Yeah, it puts it, her in like a dry cleaning like press. He first off, he puts her in a spin cycle. He he basically dries her off in a spin cycle, then takes her out and then presses her. Yes, her name is her. Mrs. Haskell in this. But I was trying to remember like um you know the names of people to see if maybe she was somebody's mom. No, or whatever. She no. wasn't. And and this is where the movie gets a lot confusing because now we're like, what the hell's going on? And. Toxie goes back to his house with Sarah and he's just saying to her like look I'm starting to hate what I'm becoming I can't stop myself from killing these people Mm -hmm. and I am the monster on television he's talking about and she says no you're a good person and I love you and all that I don't care about all that and he's like she's like why don't we go off to your place in the woods that you always talk about and uh, live there and he goes maybe that'll work so they go off and then we cut to a news report. There, there's like a lot of crazy shit. There's a cop, a main, uh, I think the chief of police is a secret Nazi and he's constantly making Nazi jokes and references and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so another weird. offensive, it's weird so thing. It's so strange. A- and they say, they basically say like, look, uh, someone has seen, oh, there's these two, gen- these two guys that show up in the woods and they see sarah in a bikini with toxie in the middle of the woods and the guy goes first off when they show these two guys enter the scene one guy goes "Ugh, i'm missing sports for this shit (laughs) he's like a bumbling he's like um like in police academy with the one guy who's accident prone and he always wears his hat like you know tilted and yeah he's this hot mess that's what he reminded me of and um he just didn't he looked like a bumbling moron (laughs) They're just like a, two drunks showed up. It's like the two people from the bog. It's like somebody's cousin on yeah. set, like one of the crew. I, I, so they see them and they go report back to the police that they saw them. So now the chief of police is like, look, um, he killed an old woman and now he's turning a bad guy. And the reporters all think that he's killing somebody randomly. 
And then the the chief of police guy under him, he's like, "Oh, actually, she was a she was a slave <gasps> ring owner. Like she was selling people was on the black market people. or something. Yes. And she was actually she had a rap sheet like so long. She was actually a bad guy. Yes, but how does like, Tuxi know? How does Tuxi I don't know? know? I don't know. And how random is that killing of this one woman? Yeah. Like what was that? It was out of place and then they felt like they had to explain it yes and well then, they did have to explain it because i'm here no, I mean, a that, new person watching this and i'm like wait he just killed a random lady it's like they filmed a scene they thought was fun and then they were like oh shit let's work into the plot we have to explain it now yeah, we have to explain it but now. Like, it would still didn't make any sense because it's like random person how yeah, did he know apparently she was bad? he found out that she was a dr- she was a bad guy i don't know he had nothing to do uh, with any of these it's people so odd and the, it's the very the, weird the, the basically the mayor or whatever goes Oh, clean it. We, we don't want to tell the papers that he's a good guy. Let's kill him because he's stopping bad, you know, our people from selling drugs and everything. You have to kill him. And he's like, okay, so call in the National Guard is able to come out. And this is where they really blew their budget because we got tanks. We got rolling army trucks in the streets. We got all the stuff drives in to go capture and it's funny because whoever the government is that sends the National Guard, they say we don't we want him alive, but the mayor secretly wants to kill him. So they yeah. all show up right at Toxie's tent. He's got a teepee in the middle of the woods. Okay, but there's a there's about I don't know three or four tanks. Like, there's so many I people mean, pointing guns at the. It's like uh, the Blues Brothers. Yes, let's get back to the budget really quick. Okay, so I I read that the budget for this was four hundred and seventy five thousand. Okay. That's a lot back then for it's 1984. Um, and I'm sure this took years to film, and I'm sure yeah. they kept doing new things. And they were like, oh, we got a couple more bucks. Let's do something else. Yeah. It, it kind of was like during, during the scene, I was kind of thinking, like, remember how, like, Ed Wood would go into the studio? He would sneak in and steal, like, props and stuff to use for his movies. I was like, maybe Lloyd Kaufman did that, too. Because these tanks, I mean, that's a major budget. I know. I don't know who they could have called. Someone had a depot of like what I don't know. It's I don't crazy. know how they were able to pull it off. And they had to pay a lot of people. Yeah. Too. Well, I'm sure they just want like everybody eats some sandwiches. Oh, well, yeah. You know, we have craft services yeah. and, you know, uh, cousin Bob's coming over. He he can play this guy and, you know. It, that's it. That's Aunt, exactly right. Yeah. Aunt friends. Sally's coming over. Let's have her play this person and yeah. let's throw them in the background. So it was probably just friends of friends. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure all crew. his porn friends were there. And, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. You know, if he was in the porn industry, he knew a lot of porn people. He was able to do Well, it stuff. comes through in his films, you know. There's a lot of. Oh, Skeev, yeah. Yeah, Skeev Factor 11, but. Well, you know what? The good thing is all the people the Toxie has saved has joined up to protect him from the the mayor of killing him. And they're able to stand in front of him and say that, no, he's a hero. And they have these great shirts, by the way. They have these, uh, we love our superhero Toxie or whatever. Okay, if anyone wants to send me a gift, <laughs> I would really like a Citizen Toxie shirt like that. Um, it, it was like... Great. Um, we love the monster or something. What did yes, it say? Yes, we love the monster. That's what it says. And um, I really, really want a shirt like that. I think that shirt is incredible. Yeah. So um, yeah, that it, it was great. But it, they all saved Toxie, but Toxie is now able to kill the mayor. Yes, he he guts him like a fish. Yes. We didn't talk about this. Some funny ass killing. I think it was uh before. 
Doesn't he like finger like a Three Stooges? He pokes a guy's eyes out. Yes, I think it, it might amazing. be nipples. There is some really yes, it was nipples. There are some really cool kills in this. I'm not oh. gonna lie. Like the guy at the gym There's where a he guy had we didn't his, talk like, about that. Yeah. Oh my god. He 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 was one of the assholes at the gym with the drugs. Um, with the drugs, he was just you know just a bad guy, and so he. So Toxie put his head under the weight on the weightlifting bench. You know how you like you pull the the handle and the weights go up. He smashed the shit out of his face with the weights. But was it looks so good? It yeah, it does look. So it looks like good. Final Destination level special. It effects. does. It was really fantastic. Like I really liked the special effects in this. I thought oh, they were great. Yeah, there's some really smart practical effects. You, it's on that border where you know it's fake, but also like, damn, yeah, it looks it, pretty it, close. It's like, oh, yeah. Like I found myself saying that a yeah. lot. Like, oh, oh I, I, so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love stuff like that more than I like a lot of the like the new cg oh my god i'll take this kind of stuff all the time any day not the invasion usa mannequin explosion that looks like shit but this kind of stuff can we not ever reference invasion usa anymore i hate that movie it's trash (laughs) so yeah toxie's saved toxie is the hero and he goes off into the sunset with his lady love lady love and now i'm really worried And, of course, we get our song back on. Yes, I love that song. And I'm a little worried for the next one because I don't think this actress is back. Oh, no. I don't think she did any other films. I don't know. Like, oh, it I like sucks. Her. Like, they, they have... She's, she's so great with Toxie. Like, you kind of want to have more of that. Yeah. And it would really be sad not to have that. I, and I've heard some other rumors that part four is like the sequel to one and that two and three never happened. So oh. I, I have no idea if this is like alternate toxies. Oh man. Okay. I really have no idea what's going to happen in these films while we're going forward. I really don't know. But uh, so what do you think? How do you feel after watching for the first time oh overall? Oh my God. This was mind blowing. This is mind blowing to me and in so many ways, like on so many levels, because a, a lot of it was like, I mean, just shock factor 11. And then uh, offensive as well. There's a lot of offensive things in this. Um, for the time, I guess that was normal. But yeah. it was still offensive, you know, watching something like that now. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it would have been offensive back then too. It would have been still the same. I guess you same. always know like, oh, this upset somebody. So it kind of upsets you. Yes, yeah, you yes. Know. Like, you know, there there's a lot to be offended in this by in this movie but um i i really had a great time watching this movie i was pretty intrigued i knew that he was going to be a hero he's gonna be a good guy i did feel so bad for melvin i did he you know poor guy but he seemed to embrace it how much of this felt like oh i can see this becoming a kid's cartoon for saturday morning no not one iota (laughs) the fact that the fact that it was toys that i actually bought as a kid and there was a cartoon series, is insane. Okay, with the if level people say of the 90s sleaze, were insane. The, n- the, this please. was insane. There was a RoboCop show, a Rambo show, and then a Toxic Avenger show. I'm in shock. I, I can't. Works. There's with the amount of of sleaze in this, uh, the amount of gore, just the sheer just um, you know gross out factor of this yeah. to actually make. The Toxic Avenger into a hero for children is shocking yeah. as it is because 
I mean, he himself is not, I mean, he's a good guy, but everything surrounding him is, is creep factor 11. So like, I cannot see this becoming an animated show for children. I, I know. You have to check out some of it. I, I, I really have to. Well. I will tell, can I tell you about the toys? Because they were neat. Wow. They can, did can marketing the, and everything. All them? these toys were incredible. They had uh, these spots on them of glow in the dark ink. Oh, wow. So it was basically like someone sneezed boogers on them. So <laughs> when you put the lights off and they were glowing, it looked like a sneeze was all over them. Oh my god! That's there was like rad. toxic dust sneezing. Okay, all over how them. do we get our hands on these toys? What was also cool is they came with sludge, and they all had spots on them that you could pour the sludge into. <gasps> it would come out of cracks on them. Shut up! So one of the characters has a big nose, and it would come out of his nose like boogers. Oh my god! I need these toys. Yeah. They were they were awesome. They were so inventive. When I was a kid, I thought they were so cool. I who knows how cool they oh, look now? Wow! It's just when you're a kid, everything looks even better. You know. I wonder if Way Back When Antiques has something like that. I, I Shout out seen to them. Way Back When. <laughs> we definitely have to check out uh, the commercial or something on uh, television. We, yeah. On YouTube. We have to see if we can find the commercial, you know, for those toys. I, they probably had an advertisement. I got to know. Yeah. I have to know. That The fact that this character had, was able to cross over into that, it didn't last long. It was only 12 episodes. I mean, I, maybe they realized, they're like, uh, he's not really appropriate for children but then again like i said robocop and, and rambo i mean uh, that's that's wild i, mean, I, I couldn't watch it. those rated r things but see rambo was he was a military man and robocop was, was a police officer but they're hard r's yes they are however the skeeve factor on those two movies is not even on no, this level i think you're forgetting how skeevy robocop is i mean are you thinking skeevy is, or are you thinking like gory it's both Hmm. RoboCop is like Lloyd Kaufman had a budget. <laughs> if you don't remember the guy turning in the ass, falling in the acid in that movie, and then getting hit and turning into a blob of spit all over the place, oh, that God. movie's RoboCop's insane. It's the been a minute since that, I've seen that one. That movie's amazing. Wow, but yeah, I we mean, have the X-rated version. Oh of shit! RoboCop. I need to watch that. It's the one where they shoot him for an hour. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, but back on this movie. Yeah. I, so are we doing our segment of why we can't have nice things right now? No, I don't think that this movie, it, I don't know if we can do that. Because this movie is very highly rated. And I think it's... it's no, the, I, I mean, I think it's like a six on IMDb. That's a high rating for a movie such as this. Yes, I it don't, is. I think that there's a, because the people who have seen it are more in that cult territory where they have seen movies like this and then they can appreciate it. I mean, we have seen a lot and we enjoy a lot. It, there's a fan base for movies like this, and we we have a list. Shockingly, some we haven't done for Turkey Fest on November's, you know, like oh, Frankenhooker, uh, Bad Taste, Dead Alive. Frankenhooker is so good. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like there are people who enjoy these movies and know and can appreciate them for what they are. I'm shocked that Joe Bob hasn't done this film. He hasn't? I mean, I don't know if in the past, but since he's been back on Shudder, I don't know. I'm surprised that Lloyd Kaufman and him haven't done more together. Uh, you know, I do find that very strange, yeah. especially since he's very into the cult people. You know, like he, he loves Charles Band and Frank yeah, Henlotter doing... and, yeah. you know, he's he's into that. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so if you want me to read one of the 10 star reviews. I would love, please, 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 please. This kind of sounds like I don't know. It kind of sounds like you wrote it. 
Oh, I didn't. I would never write it. <laughs> I would never do 10 stars for this movie. All right. Let me just pick a, a different one then. Okay. Let's see. Um, we got it. <sighs> All right. A bloody, disgusting, fun time. <laughs> I like that title. Uh, my partner finally showed me this movie. It's hands down one of the funniest films I've watched in a while. I don't know how I've missed this one for so long. If you're into over-the-top gore stuff, then this is the film for you. I heard they're remaking this. I can see why. 10 out of 10. Who wrote that? What was the name of this person? Uh, N.C. Rodriguez. Oh, nice. Shout out to N.C. Rodriguez. Um, yeah, so, all right, you know. Is there one? Uh, let's see. Yes, sir. There's several. Of course. Okay. Um, let's go with this one. This one is moronic. One out of one. One out of ten. So I thought this movie would be just... I thought this movie would be just bad enough to be good. Instead, it was just plain bad and not even in a funny way. No redeeming value whatsoever. Do these guys only own one camera? Could the music have been any worse? Did they intentionally pick the worst actors they could find, or is this all they could afford? Was the editing done blindfolded with a machete? While the premise was doable, if not predictable, comic book theme, the writing could have been done better by a sixth grader. While I'm not a fan of the B-movie cult classics, I have endured and even enjoyed a few. This was not one of them. Didn't even make it to the end. Mm. One out of 10. I mean, I can see that that's a perfect example of what I was saying before. If you can't get your mind wrapped around something like this, then yeah. There's it, but there we both agree, right? There is a place for this this guerrilla filmmaking, this weird punk rock vibe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is there's a lot of people in in the movie like, you know, movie fans that love this, that absolutely love it. And I mean, people go to these horror conventions and um, like movie conventions and stuff, just to see Lloyd Kaufman. First of all, he's a really quirky, fun guy. He's a nice, nice man. He's funny. Uh, he, yeah, and um, it's like John Waters. It, yeah, same thing. Same thing. There's a place for these, but yeah. you do know what the difference is. I will say that a lot of those fans that go to that stuff think this is like high art. This is their top, and then the movies that get nominated, they complain about those critics movies. And there's a difference. Some of these movies. Are someone took time and made these big things, and then there's movies like this that's just like balls to the wall, quick, get it out. Of Roger Corman, same thing. Let's reuse shots. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's get it out for the cheap and try to make a buck. Yeah, there's a place for it, but it's also you can you can separate from the bad, the good, and the in between. Mm -hmm. And I would say these kinds of movies fall pretty much in the in between. I mean, there there are a lot of filmmakers out there that actually credit these kind of movies for starting their career. Yes. Number one would be James Gunn. He actually got his, his start in the film business because of Lloyd Kaufman, yeah. and he says that all the time. And Lloyd Kaufman's in all of his movies. Lloyd Kaufman is like his mentor. He, he helped him get into this business, and look at him now. He's a freaking CEO of DC, for Christ's sake. I yeah, mean, it's like oh, we've talked about with Roger Corman, all the people that love him mm -hmm. who got their starts. Uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. These yep. people credit these B people for giving them that, you know? Yep. I mean, uh, James Cameron's first, one of his first directings was Piranha 2, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
this kind of stuff, you know, you, you kind of have a place for this stuff because everybody needs their start. Yeah. And everybody learns. But when you also have like $50,000 in your, as your budget, mm-hmm. you can't ask for much. You know, it's funny too, because Lloyd Kaufman has always been Lloyd Kaufman too. Like he's never sold out or been anybody else other than who he is. Like he's, you know, he started doing his, you know, the porn industry and then he made his way into these kind of obscure culty movies and he's not stopped since then. These are what he does. He doesn't do big budget movies. You know, it's but like, I kind of wish I would have seen what that would have been. Yeah. I mean, if he had been given some money. Yeah. And I kind of wish I would know. Yeah. 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 I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with this remake or reboot. I don't know exactly what it is, but I do know Peter Dinklage is in it. <laughs> yeah. It's and a we weird love cast. him. So um, I'm Elijah on board Wood for this. And the director is amazing. Uh, yeah. Meekin uh, Blair. Yeah. Meekin Blair, who, if anybody hasn't seen that guy's movies, he did Perfect Ruin, uh, Green Room. Great films. Yeah. And uh, I cannot, you know, I think, did I say Blue Ruin? I did, right? Okay. Yeah. That, he's great. And so he directed it. I can't imagine what this film's going to be, but I'm excited to know what it is, you know? Yeah. Because it, it does make me think what we're talking about. This guy was given a budget to do the movie, to see what would have done Mm-hmm. What could he do with more money? Yeah. So I'm excited about it. What What do you give this movie? Uh, because on this show, we usually ask the question, is this the worst movie ever made? We both say no. <sighs> no. No. I had fun with this movie. Yeah. Yes. You know, it was ridiculous. It was corny as hell and very offensive at times. But I I really... It, just if if a movie can make me feel this way and give me these kind of feelings and these kind of like, like, you know, I'm enjoying myself watching this, then it has won in my eyes. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the filmmaking is not perfect. There's, there's the things wrong with this movie. I mean, obviously it's just a sleaze fest, really. But it's endearing in a lot of ways, too. I give it a six. <sighs> Yeah, I, 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 watching it again, I, I give it a five. I like it. I like it more than you, I guess. I, I, back when I was a kid, I probably, I gave this a six. But as I've grown and I've watched it a little more, it's a mess. I mean, it's a hot mess, but you know, it's a mess. These are the movies it I like. It doesn't understand some plot. Right. I understand you that. You know, like, I But like I'm saying as a movie, to grade it off other movies, you got to kind of go down on it, right? You mm-hmm. got to go say, ah, it's not that great. I know it's a mess, but I've enjoying it. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I don't want to say it's a mediocre film because I had more fun than I would have had with a mediocre film. I had more fun with this one. That's why I'm giving it a six. Because I, I really, I just found every everything... Just one in a, like as a collective, as a movie, you know, aside from the little things that were in there that were a little offensive and wrong, I feel like you're getting that if you watch like South Park or something anyways. It's, it's always offensive. Oh, yeah. But this is. But that's for a reason. They're usually telling right. a story yeah. or making a point. In this movie, it's just, it's just trying to be absurd, trying to be offensive yeah. to kind of get that buck, to get that attention, to get that. And it, you know, it did. It did yeah. that successfully. It, it does do it successfully. That's why I'm, I know it's not like, it's not in that, it's usually in that so bad it's good type yeah. of realm for me, which would be a four normally, but I'm giving it a mediocre because there's something about it that is so unusual and so creative and so bizarre. And yeah. it's just kind of, it's so I'm getting that a mediocre. I couldn't go above that. I mean, you're kind of talking me into a five just because I feel like it's a high five, 
But oh, she didn't dance. I see what she did there. But um, I just. I just liked it. I just had a good time with it. And I think this is me coming like fresh off of it, you know? So, you know, you know, it. like I mean, we're, we're still like, we're upset that the main bullies didn't really get revenge on them. You know, it's yeah. kind of upsetting. It's like, it didn't even follow its own structure. I guess you're right. It, I, that did upset me very much. Yeah. I'm not going to lie that they didn't get, like, we didn't get to see the girls get their, you know, yeah, just even desserts. The um, you know, we wanted to see them really get theirs. Because they were just terrible, just awful humans. You're right. Okay. All right. So you talked me into the five, but I still like this movie. I do too. I, I had a good time with it. So, it, like I said, it, it's it's still enjoyable. It's still something fun. Yeah. It's just not like the best thing. It's not even the best cult movie we've ever seen. You no. Know? We were talking about Alligator. It's like Alligator's way better. Oh the my Alligator gosh. is a successful okay. movie. It has a has a structure. It knows what it's doing. Even if Ramon doesn't, you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. He's just it, hungry. He has a map. He has God. locations for all the people he wants to get revenge on. He's got on. an Alligator uh, GPS. Yes. So now we both agree this isn't the worst movie ever made. And then we usually say, you know, well, what is? So on our list, I'm merging our list. For now on, we're going to have one list. We're going to agree on it. And we're just going to go on it. If we're going to put this on the list, mm-hmm. because we started doing this within 13 movies, we have on the list so far. Uh, I, I would probably say this is definitely worse. I don't know if you agree with me. This is worse than It's a Wonderful Knife. Yes. 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 It's a Wonderful Knife and Mortal Kombat 2021 are better. We both agree on that, right? Okay. I'm, I'm questioning Firestarter. I mean, and I do hated you like Firestarter? I'll put it this way: Should I say this? Do you like Street Fighter better? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so this is falling. Uh, yeah, this is falling between Carnival Souls and Street Fighter is number nine, or number ten on our list. Oh shoot! Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well. Citizen Toxie, we'll see you on part two. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the rest. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, yeah, we're going to get out of here now. But, you know, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I cannot wait to get to the second one and see what the hell that movie is. And uh, I hope you join us. So thanks for listening. Have a good one. And the next time you're in danger or in need of help, look to the horizon and maybe. Just maybe. The Toxic Avenger will be there.